Okay, everybody, this is, fair warning, going to be a hour-plus conversation that we just finished, Rob and I, about Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want anything spoiled for it, don't listen, because I go into a lot and I talk about a lot. So... Boy, uh, does he. But if you if you want to hear that, here it is. This would they, we normally would put this up on Patreon, but it's so big and so long that we felt like we would just hand it over and and see if anybody gives a shit about it. Uh, it's not Harry Potter related, nope. much at all. There is definitely a reference to Harry Potter in the conversation coming up, but fair warning, it's mostly Star Wars. So, um, also I explain all the varied species in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, here it goes. So you're going to tell me about Star Wars. God damn it, I am going to tell you about Star Wars. Um, Star Wars, you say. No, Star Wars, you say. I guess I must. Um, well, I don't know what to say, what to say. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Hate. I I mean... It's powerful emotion. It, let me put it this way. It... Well... Let me start over. Mm. I was afraid of it mm-hmm. at first. Because I was like, oh, it could be good. It could be really, really good. It could be so good. And then I started watching it and just got angry. <laughs> <laughs> I just got angry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to hate it. <laughs> I just hated it so much. I just, I just wanted, it, I wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put it out of my misery. Mm-hmm. And then when I couldn't, and it just kept going, I just started to suffer. Please do know that I didn't plan that. <laughs> yes. Okay, I didn't. I didn't plan that. That just happened. Oh. <laughs> the moment you're like, I'm like, oh, is he? And you're like, yes, he is. <laughs> Nonverbal. We're doing this. So I really, 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 I just didn't like. I, I, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things. I don't know where to start. Like the. Um, it, I mean, just say whatever. We, we'll 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 say spoilers for. No, sure. I don't care about that. Okay. But like, it's more like there's so many thoughts, okay. and I wish I had a way to streamline them that that felt uh, prepared, coherent, and decided. What if we just pick one element and talk about it? Okay, I'll pick the things that I liked about it because it's oh, short. I wanted to hear. <laughs> All about Palpatine. The things I liked about it were okay. We'll, we'll just. I won't go to the things I liked about it. <laughs> um, I want to hear positive shit. You already failed me on cats. The, the nice, the best thing I can say about it, besides, okay, there's a part, there's parts that I really, really liked. Okay, they're small. There's a it's very like what small kind of section. Things? New things. I'll get there. Okay, the stuff that the stuff that it. I can appreciate about it. Sure. Is the visual style, mm-hmm. the art direction, uh, some of the choices to, to, in production, like using puppets, is great. I was very happy to see like Muppets essentially back. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, uh, again, like the special effects were fine. They're fine. I, I don't. I, I. think it would be a heartless and and a, a truly spiteful person to bitch about that. Because mm-hmm. um, of course they're going to be good. At this point, yeah. 
As I think, didn't we talk about this recently? Or was I talking to somebody else about this? About how, like, special effects in a movie used to be a reason to go see a movie. Well, that was me. Okay, good. The, yeah, but the, the idea is that you, you would used to go out to see a movie because someone would tell you, dude, the special effects, it's incredible what right. they can do now. It's really a triumph of special effects. Now it is so good. Their capacity to, to do this stuff is so uh, developed that it's actually start like cross the line from like exceptional to to like expected to standard. Right. right. Unless so you do something big like build a world of Avatar. Right. Even or that. something horrible like Birdemic, where it's not <laughs> the other way. Yes, Birdemic is terrible. <laughs> um, but at least they tried. <laughs> I'll give those people... A cr- Dude, they made a film. Okay, they I'll made give you a that, film. that I will give you. Um, they made a film with what they knew how to do. Mm. Like, it's like you can't yell at a kid because they made a hand turkey because that's all they know how to do. You could fully say it's not. It shouldn't be hanging in a, in a work of art museum. I feel like that analogy only goes so far. I think it's actually pretty apt because they're both birds. <laughs> but they're not both filmmakers. No, but uh-huh. what? <laughs> but f- film is—I'm saying film is just as much of an art form as anything else, as painting and drawing. It's, it's so. I feel it's also a craft, and if you're going to ignore the so craft the part of things. it and you don't go asking. No, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's. It's as good as Jaws. I'm saying that it's. <laughs> it's. I think it can be faulted. And, like, that was a bad craftsmanship and you didn't try the things you needed to do to make I, it better. But, no, I don't I don't think that's fair because that implies that you understand what they did try and what they knew how to try and didn't try. I'm saying I expect for a level of – for something that's made at that level, they didn't know how to do better. I think I can look at it and decide they didn't try hard enough. I accept your apology. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I don't it's like okay. that. It's okay. I don't like this. It's okay. I don't like you translating me. It's okay. No, it's not. It's okay. No. <laughs> it's okay. No. It's fine. I think I think we're agreeing. Stop that. I think that we agreed. Literally the, the most awful thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> uh, I'm right behind you. So, Star Wars. Right. The... Uh, it's all all that stuff essentially is is a wash because sure. it's expected. It's fucking ILM. It's all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, even in, in the worst parts, were like the flashback to young Luke and young Leia, where it's just like it was so bad. It was so I, CGI I've seen, bad. I've seen a still of it. I think it's and it, not it looks good. Really bad. It's really not good. So <sighs> there's just so much wrong with it. Like it's. From, okay, so from a level of not looking at it, like, I didn't like it. Like, you can have a good movie that exists, like mm-hmm. a, a, like you were talking about craftsmanship and a work of art. Those exist, and I might not enjoy them. For example, I kind of avoid seeing movies that I imagine are going to be, like, heavy emotional films, especially new ones that come out. Like, uh, I think this movie came out last year called Under the Silver Lake. I think that's what it's called. Okay. I, I didn't see it because I just don't have any interest in it. It's probably fucking great. Uh, what was that movie about the, the... I don't remember the name of it, but it came out like two or three years ago. It's about that... Uh, Call Me By Your Name. That right. movie. Looks fo- probably going to be great. Didn't want to see it. Right. Have no interest. That's a measure of taste. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably won't enjoy seeing these films. Oh, the, the one that... There's another one that just came out. I felt that way about Children of Men. Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. No interest. It's probably fucking great. Mm-hmm. No interest. Um, that's that's what illustrating taste, like a difference in taste. I'm not saying Star Wars is bad because I don't like it. I mm-hmm. fucking love Star Wars. 
I would love to watch great Star Wars. This movie is not great anything mm -hmm. except special effects. And I am not the kind of person who walks into a movie theater with the, and wants to see a bunch of flashing lights that say Star Wars and right. walk out going, finally, I got to see the lights that were Star Wars. <laughs> that doesn't appeal to me. And that's what this movie was. Um, it wasn't really, there was really no plot. Um, dude, the fucking opening scroll, scroll starts off with the words, the dead speak, exclamation point. What? <laughs> well, they are movies for children. Yeah, I believe me, I've heard that plenty of times. Right. It, but I, I didn't know that movies for children meant they were written by them. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a... Hand turkey. <laughs> Hand turkey. Um, yeah, it... Uh, I, I feel like J.J. Abrams should never write films. I, yeah. I feel like that is... A, I'm right there with you. That is the best thing I can... That is the, the, the most fair criticism I feel like I can actually say. Because everything else is going to be spiteful. But J.J. Abrams should not write films is not something I feel like is cruel or mean. It is something went wrong with this story. Mm -hmm. He was responsible for writing this story and directing it. Those are the two main storytelling elements of, of a film, the writer and directing. Right. For him to have both of those responsibilities and for this film to be as bad as it is mean that he failed almost solely. Um, and again, I'm not talking about taste. I'll, uh, I guess I should, at this point I should explain what I mean by it failing as a story. Sure. Before, there, you, before you do, yeah. the, it, it couldn't be someone at Disney saying you have to hit these beats and him being constrained to that making it bad? Or you're saying even at that point he should have gone to someone else like, I can't do this. Yeah, Help me. That, Got it. Okay. I mean, if, if, if it was or, or, or like, ex yeah, I mean, if, if he cared about the movie being a coherent work of art. Sure. Because it's not. Right. I, I mean, it kind of is, but it's also terrible. Like, it's... Birdemic. <laughs> it's... I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like when you're at that level of having that much money to pay for good things, mm -hmm. you should be able to buy a good writer. So take me through it. So it... The plot is basically non-existent. I you know the plot, is, the plot that they want you to believe is the plot is... Right out of the gate, it's in the opening crawl. They basically say that Emperor Palpatine's back. He is not dead. They don't tell you necessarily why. And he is looking for Rey and he's looking for Kylo Ren. Or Kylo Ren's looking for him. It really doesn't matter. Right. Um, he finds him. Rey, Rey eventually finds the Emperor. And that's really it. The, the stuff in the middle is so dumb and bad. It is like, in order to get there, they have to find a MacGuffin. That leads them to another MacGuffin. This is the Jedi homing beacon. Search no, this key is this is they thing. have to get. They have to find. It's like three MacGuffins in a fucking row. Mm -hmm. They have to find a dead guy. Okay. Who will have the answers to how to get to the thing? They find him, but he's dead, and they they don't. He's they don't have anything, so he has a dagger. Right. That's one thing. They have this secret dagger, and it ha and despite not being old at all. Because of the way it functions, it's implied that it's ancient because it has ancient Sith runes written on it that C-3PO can translate, but he can't tell you what it says because if he because he's been programmed not to. Programmed by who, you might ask? Who could program him to tell him not to read Sith runes aloud? And why would they do that? As far as we've been exposed to, he was programmed by fucking Anakin Skywalker. 
as a baby boy who probably doesn't know about the fucking like Sith, ancient Sith languages. Right. Somebody else must have programmed it in him. At some point, we have some sort of idea that at the end of, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they do the whole like Deus Ex Machina of wiping their memories. Right. So that they don't have any memories of the Clone Wars, sure. which is the stupidest fucking thing I can think of. Uh, I mean, so they wouldn't. They would functionally. It makes no goddamn sense. You, you don't. They wouldn't need have worked to do in that. the original series if they remembered all the stuff from the new series. They'd have no idea who Darth Vader is. But when they meet Luke Skywalker, oh, they, they would have been, been like, like, "Hey, I knew Skywalker from Tatooine. Weird." I, yeah, I know. That's why it's dumb to have them forced in the way they were forced in in the in the prequels. And then Obi Wan had his memory wiped too, or he was lying. I don't seem to ever remember owning a droid because I didn't own this droid. I was just good friends with them. It's a sexy Obi-Wan. It's not really an Obi-Wan. So it's weird that he has this capacity, but also this limitation. He's C-3PO, right? Yes. Okay. And so then they have to wipe his memory. And he's like... Oh no! I have to. My, my memory's wiped. I'm just going to take a moment here to reflect upon the time I've had with you guys. And it's like, why? They don't care about you. These three characters. No one cares about these characters, and they don't care about you. None of this matters. Right? Why are you? It's this moment that's like it could have been and probably should have been an extremely emotional moment that the like the emotional journey of the film, like the arc, hinges on. And then they wipe his memory, and C-3PO's gone. And there's this, it's, it's blank C-3PO for a, a little while. And by a little while, I mean 10 minutes in real time. TRT, 10 minutes. He loses his memory. 10 minutes later, he gets it back. He's fine to being the same old C-3PO. So the whole arc you go through starts in, like, and then 10 minutes later, it's over. The whole sacrifice is completely negated for significance. It is, it is, it's meaningless. And that's what I mean by it being bad. It's bad Mm -hmm. because it's bad storytelling. There's no reason that that should, that huge moment, that huge emotional moment shouldn't have been the crux of that arc of the film and happened like at the two thirds mark or something, just somewhere where it would have, and then like not been resolved until the very end of the film or not at all. Right. Something like that. Then there's another moment like that where they, uh, Ray believes that she inadvertently kills Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Ray has a moment where she believes she's inadvertently killed Chewbacca. Then everyone freaks out, kind of. Everyone has moments of like, oh no, Chewie's dead. I'm in the theater going, that's bullshit. This this happened out of nowhere. Chewbacca's death means nothing. It wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't terrifying. It was just awful. Right. It was like, okay, imagine that you're imagine your family is on a boat, but you're not on the boat, you're on the shore. And then the boat sinks. That the, I would imagine that uh, you'd have a feeling of hopeless, hopelessness and anger and pain. Mm-hmm. This the, you you have no capacity to to change this horrible thing that's happening to people you care about and have an instinct to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what it was like watching this with Chewbacca dying. Except I had that moment and I thought, but this doesn't even mean anything. It's not like Han Solo dying when he like I I was expecting it for one. But then it also kind of like meant something for for the arc of this of his character and his, his and Kylo Ren's character. It was like kind of a, like I hated that fucking movie, but it because mostly because I wanted I wanted to see more Han Solo shit, and right. not that. But like as a movie, it was its own thing, and it did its own thing, and it it, it meant something. Right happens in the, at the end of the film, gives you a defining moment where there, you know there's no more hope for this character. 
he is evil. He killed his own father because he knew that's what it would take to turn to the dark side fully. And he did it. That's a threshold. He crossed it. And that's a big part of what characters are supposed to do. This one is like the sloppiest version of that. She blows up Chewbacca. She gets a little bit sad about it. Swear to God, three minutes later, TRT, Chewbacca's revealed to be fine. Three fucking minutes <laughs> of none of this matter. Like uh, uh, three, uh, three minutes, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to hate this movie because of this, because this is the worst thing. And then three minutes later, he's like, nah, he's fine. And I'm like, I hate it even more now. <laughs> you should never have put, put this in the fucking movie. It should not have done. You, if you couldn't do it better than this, you shouldn't have done it at all. This is awful. Um, and I haven't even gotten to like how the plot just like all these different things that are in it. It's, it's just like too much. It's like, you know how like, you know, the rapper 50 Cent. I'm familiar with him. Well, he was he was famously shot like 25 times or something like that. Watching this movie is like getting shot 25 times because you're just like, I don't know which wound to heal first. I don't know which wound to try to address first. Right. I feel like I'm just riddled with bullets of there's too much awful shit happening. And it's not awful in the sense of like, it's deeply offensive like the Chewbacca thing. Some of it's just like, there's too many plot elements and things happening. There's too many events to pay the fuck attention to. Right. To where you're just like, I don't remember why we're here. I don't remember why this is happening, but it's still, it's happening quickly. So it must be good, right? Mm Mm-hmm. There's a moment in the beginning where they're trying to escape, uh, Ray or, or Finn and Poe are trying to escape, like, Imperial tracking or something. So he starts hyperspeed jumping from, like, system to system to system to try to avoid them. But the TIE Fighters, who now have hyperspeed, like, hyperspeed capabilities, which in the original trilogy, was a, that was a thing. They don't have that. With the first movie, they show up to the uh, remains of Alderaan, and a TIE Fighter flies over them, and they say... It's a short-range fighter. A short-range fighter. It's got to be have a base or a ship nearby. One point of order. Also, first movie, Vader's TAE fighter did have hyperdrive capability. That's why he was able to escape the destruction of the Death Star. So that could be standard. No, that... that okay, I hear what you're saying. None of that information is conveyed in the first film. In the first end of the first film, he he I mean he spins off into space. How his his no, is wider? You I mean, you should be able to deduce. No, He's got the curved wings. No. I mean, I think the big thing it's about obvious. the big thing about the uh, Empire Strikes Back is when you see Vader back there. Oh shit, he survived. We saw him to survive because the the thing righted itself and he flew off. That's not happened. At the, the end of the first movie, he's spinning. He's just spinning off. And then it, or it levels out from his point of view. Yes, that happens. And then he boom goes away, and you're like, oh, where'd he go? The thing is, hear, hear me out. Okay. You can't even prove me wrong that it didn't happen because any version you could provide is altered. That's not true. Which one can you provide? The specialized edition. Do you have it? Of course I have it. Good. We should watch it. <laughs> we should I watch that part it. of it. We should watch that part of it later. Because I do not think you're right. Okay. Um, but I would gladly watch that to find out. Okay. But. Uh, do I have it? Shame on you. Great. I'm glad you have it. Do you have the newest version? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, regardless, the uh, I, I'm still going to insist that upon proceeding uh, clarification through observation of the new evidence submitted as Harmy's Despecialized Edition, I will say I'm still going to insist that it's not part of the first film. Okay. So, short-range fighters don't have hyperdrive capabilities. Just saying... 
let's just move on from there. I can't. But because just... even if there's no precedence for it, it's been like 35, 40 years since the Battle of Yavin. In that time, they could have made that standard equipment sure. for a TA I, I, fighter. I guess, but that seems uh, like bad storytelling. Like, here's hear me out. The thing about Star Wars that was so great is they told a great story within a bunch of constraints. Mm -hmm. Creatively, technologically, mm -hmm. budgetarily. Creative, or, or, uh, constraints breed creativity and enjoyment mm -hmm. and quality. It's, it's, it's really important. So the sign of a bad story <laughs> storytelling is to say, I should take this thing that already exists and just make it bigger and more exciting. I hear that. But also look at the history of invention. I'm saying, Rob, this is the whole plot of the movie. There isn't anything more to, to back up. I fixate on that. this one. Why well, don't agree with the TIA fighter one? Okay, you have successfully fixated. Now I'm going to continue. But you've, you admit that you're wrong. You, I've about admitted this point. you've fixated. I'm mm. going to continue. <laughs> For a long time. Airplanes had open, open cockpits, and only the most expensive were pressurized cabins. Right. Now it's standard. Sure. That's how things work. I understand. Okay. That it is uh, still shitty in Star Wars. Okay. Because <laughs> it's not the only thing that they do. I understand. Go ahead. It, it's, it, it's like if it was just one thing and you're like, oh, cool, I have, I'm learning to accept that now short-range fighters have hyperdrive abilities. But it's not just that. They have hyperdrive abilities. They can track through hyperspace, which, again, famously, Empire Strikes Back, they cannot do. Once they, make the jump later. Right, right, yes, right. yes. Third, you make hyperspeed jumps very carefully. You have to... Oh, yeah, you don't want to... You don't want to end up in, in the, the middle, middle of a... Of a Planet or asteroid or... Yes, exactly. Shorten exactly. your trip real quick. Shorten your trip real quick. It's a pretty big... These are all big parts. Right. There's lines that are said. There's world being established through dialogue. It's all perfect storytelling, like, craft. World building through dialogue. Uh, enjoyable dialogue. Fun dialogue. Well-delivered dialogue. And you get the constraints of the, of the, of the sci-fi. Sure. All three of those, just those three, I'm not even getting the rest of them, just those three, completely violated in this movie. Mostly in one moment, where they literally are using hyperspeed to jump, like I said, from system to system to system without seemingly taking any time to prepare a calculator, measure anything out, just doing it. Just skidding, I think is what they called it. Hyperdrive skimming or some bullshit. <laughs> not only are they doing this, TIE fighters are tracking them and following them and jumping through hyperspace and matching them at every turn. Right. So even if you argue that it was some sort of force-sensitive manipulation of the Falcon, yeah, uh, they shouldn't be able to follow. All three of those things happen in one sequence, it's pretty, and it's, it's pretty all weak. part of the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's literally saying, you know, I, I understand that these rules exist and they help inform the world, but isn't it more exciting if I ignore them? Right. That's why it isn't something I can accept, even on one of them. One of those things, I it's just... It isn't as interesting as the stress and the pressure of those things not being capable. You know what would be really fun and more exciting? You have someone in a small short-range fighter, let's say, who knows, um, TIE fighter, I guess. Because X-Wings arguably look and are the same size, but they have hyper-speed capability. Right. So you have a smaller ship like a TIE fighter or something. Let's say we put our heroes in it. That's how they have to escape something. Oh, now they don't have fucking light speed. Now they can't escape. 
how are they going to do it? And you have to come up with a creative way to solve that problem, a fun and exciting way. Because the thing that's important about it is you have to convince your audience that there are stakes. Right. There has to be stakes or none of this means anything. And that's the biggest problem with this film is that none of it meant anything. There were never any stakes that felt real or scary or interesting. So nothing that happens in it matters. On the most basic level, you look at Hansel and Gretel, the story, it's very simple. <laughs> These children are lost in the woods. They're with some, an adult who is scary in a place that's very inviting. And the, there's a very real thing that could happen to them that would be awful. Mm -hmm. It's very simple and it works. It's pretty scary. That movie has been made, a version of that story has been remade at least once a year. It seems like it. For the last couple of years. Sure. Because there's always, there's new ways to interpret that same core emotional manipulation or like kernel of an idea. Mm -hmm. This movie literally just, it's, it, this entire trilogy is like saying, you know what would be better than a lightsaber? A double-bladed lightsaber. Oh, that's not better. It's, it, exactly. It isn't just better. <laughs> it isn't just better because it is bigger and more exciting. It's like that second slice of cake is never as good. Probably not. No, it's not. It doesn't fit as a Star Wars metaphor, but... Well, because you're going back for more cake, more lightsaber. Yes, sure. better. Right. It's... Totally. It made sense. Oh, sure. It made fucking sense. It's like how Tarful isn't better than Chewbacca just because he's larger. And has more hair. And has more hair. And more braids. And probably a bigger, higher rank. He has two bolt casters. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean he's better. See, if you can keep it in Star Wars, I can understand. You start talking about cake, I'm like, what? Oh, my God, fine. It's like if you had a cake that had more than one layer. It's like a gallon of blue milk is better than a quart of blue milk. I, I get it. As Are they both fresh squeezed? Oh, yeah. Straight from the Bantha. They don't come from Banthas. They don't, are you sure? Well, I mean, that's tough for me because, like, in, in Last Jedi, they, they show Luke milking a big creature to get blue milk out of it and then taking a big swig of it. It's like one of the best moments in the movie. I mean, Alton Brown posits that uh, no mammal could pro provide blue milk. Milk couldn't be blue. He gave a science reason. I don't know. What, what is, don't horseshoe crabs make blue milk? Well, they're not mammals. Well, maybe it's not a mammal that makes it. Maybe you're not a mammal. Is it still not milk if it's not? I mean, mammals are the things that make milk, right? Milk has to be something secreted to feed your young. Mm, can something that's not a mammal make milk, though? Almonds. Not milk. Hmm. Cashews? Juice. That's is, Juice? Me, this, it's a big it's a big argument here of the milk lobby versus the non-dairy milk lobby. So it's like those things. It's just it's just bigger isn't better always. Right. They they fucking made a new Death Star, called it Star Killer Base, and did the same fucking thing. Here's another example in this fucking movie of that of the same shit. So you have Death Stars, right? Scary. Pretty cool and scary. You know what Return of the Jedi did? They didn't make a new Death Star, a bigger Death Star. They made a new Death Star. I think it might be a bit bigger, but regardless, they just made a new one. Right. Basically the same thing. Not only built, looks like a fucking zombie. It's a robot zombie version of the thing that came before. Beautiful. Fantastically visualized, fantastically realized. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, just, it, it's so satisfying to see that the second time. Because, um, again, there's stakes. The idea is it's incomplete. We don't have to worry about it. It's incomplete. And then you realize it's armed and operational. You know, it's it's a change of the game. It's 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 fantastic. Just 
having a new one that's bigger means nothing if there's right. no stakes involved. They blew up five fucking planets. Again, it's just bigger. Right. They, they blew, blew up five planets at once? Yes. Huh? That was the thing. It was like, we, in, in 30 years, we have the technology to blow up five planets at once now. It's so like, they, does it kill the whole system? Is that how it, yeah. like, it hits the it's sun? Like, no, it just it like ricochets through all the planets. Seriously? Yes. It I sounds think like it, a cartoon. It might even just line them up. <laughs> and like wait for a great them. conjunction. And... I don't remember. I saw that movie maybe once. Dude, that's really stupid. I'm telling you it's bad. <laughs> that's not in this movie. That was in the first movie. No, I understand. I understand. I understand. It's really That's bad. That's really stupid. I know. And, and so, so all I of like those... the idea of it just ping-ponging. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. I think it's... With like cartoon effects. I don't remember if it's that or if it has five beams. It might have like five beams. I don't beams. care how you do I mean, it's all... It's really stupid. I and, didn't understand okay. that, it, that it did more than one planet at a time. And if you're going to do that, just say I can make any sun go supernova. That would make sense and be slightly different and kill a whole system at once. So not only that, this this is this is me building an argument against the it's been thirty years they should be able to have this stuff. This is one of this is another one. Okay. Here's some more. That was just the first movie. By this movie, oh they've they've gotten so much better. Now they've been able to equip big laser guns to all star destroyers. All these big laser guns can blow up planets. So now you have a fleet of star destroyers that can all blow up planets. They're all little Death Stars. And to say like, oh yeah, well they just miniaturized it. It's the future. It just cell phones got big and then they became small and now everybody has. And then they got little... big again. And then they got big again because they wanted bigger screens. Right. They're more than phones now. Right. Um, that makes sense in the real world for like technological creep. Like I, I understand it. I know how that works. Narratively, it's lazy and boring. It makes for the kind of thing that morons love. The loud people, you mean? Yeah, I'm talking about people who would be just as home, like at home, as much at uh, riding a roller coaster as they they behave the same as riding a roller coaster as they do in the theater. They're just the worst people, and there's a lot of them. And I know I'm, I'm sounding like a jerk now, but like my point is, if there weren't so many of these people. The idiots. I mean, specifically no, I judging you. people on their capacity to have intelligence. Sure. To enjoy media in the right way. I just mean, no, I don't even mean that. I mean, if there were more people who could appreciate quality storytelling, like a, a, a well-crafted narrative and production, then that's who those these movies would be targeted to. And the thing is, these movies are lowest common denominator movies. They're targeted towards the, the, the median person. Yes. So they can make the most money. I agree. I feel like the only place that falls down is I don't think there's more of the moron people. I think they're just louder. Uh, no, I, I don't agree because I, I think, again, like you want there's going to be people who are like me. I'm not going to even include you on this because you're not going to see it. But, <laughs> but me who have fond memories and remaining hope for these films to be good, as mm -hmm. good as they used to be, who will still go and give it a shot. But there are other people who don't give a fuck and just want to sit down, shove popcorn and candy in their face and get thrilled. They just want to be thrilled. They're, it's so easy for them. You have bright lights, loud sounds, and do loud sounds and bright lights for two hours and then they are happy. They might go see it again because the bright lights and the loud sounds made them feel good. I want to put that to the test. I want, I want like a two-hour iTunes visualizer with their well if you do it too if you break it down too much you're just gonna 
actually hallucinate. They'll be thrilled. That's a that's with a the thing. ripping score. Do you not know that? There's a way you can make yourself hallucinate without like, uh, you can like sensory deprivate yourself with like uh, you cut ping pong balls in half, put them over your eyes, and you sit in like a room that has like a like a dark room that you lay on your back or something, and you have like a, a light system, like you have strobe lights or something, like slowly pulsating around you, and then you play like a white noise sound in the room, and then you just sit there for a little while, and then suddenly you start to just hallucinate. You start to, like, your brain starts to try to make the things it's seeing into things, and then you start to trip. Have you done this? No. Have you done this? No, I haven't, oh, okay. I promise. Did it work? <laughs> <laughs> I said I promised. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's true. My bad. <laughs> the uh, But anyway, so it's like, you would probably, if you're describing, like, really break it down to be lights and sounds, it would probably be more efficient if you just did this. But again, it's the same thing. You're just trying to give yourself a trip. That's what these people are going to these movies for. They just want to get, like, a, a buzz off of feeling rushed because it's easy for them to be manipulated through lights and fucking sounds right. and images. Um, I guess that's part of the lights. Regardless, it's fucking, it drives me nuts because I... I still had like I still had a dream. I still had a hope that this thing would be competent narratively and enjoyable. Like, like okay, um, I mentioned this. I, I I butchered the name of it, but I mentioned a couple podcasts ago about uh, uh, bitching about how Harry Potter was written in terms of it not really following uh, Joseph Campbell's A Hero's Journey, right? Um, and which I think is, is, you know, you don't have to follow things, but you, you kind of, it's, it's important. It's pretty standard, and it's standard for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, so, this movie also doesn't really do that. I mean, it does it, like, in a bullet point sort of way. Like, it checks off the boxes of, you know, character needs loss to overcome, to become heroic needs triumph, needs, like, guidance, needs all these things. She gets all of them. Ray, main character, essentially. She gets all these things. It's just not enjoyable. It's boring. It's like reading Clifford. Right. It's like, it's, it's a big red dog. I get it. That's pretty much it. He's great. I mean, no no hate, no shade towards Clifford. I'm just saying, it's rudimentary. If you've read one, you've read them all. I fucking probably have. Is there only one? No, there's lots. <laughs> I, I mean, I did like the one where he's, he's like the smallest puppy ever. Like the first one? No, it's. I think it's a fly. I think it's a. This is back when we got him. Mm. But man, one day he started to grow, and he just didn't stop. I saw a. Uh, he's on my mind because somebody sent me a picture of of a like an altered Clifford cover. It's a picture of Clifford helping a fireman get a cat out of a tree. But what he's doing is he's just using his enormous paw to bend the tree down. Cat sitting nicely on the uh, branches and leaves, and the headline says, "Clifford yeets a cat." And the idea is that he would just let it go and go, and the cat would go flying. It's called yeeting? Yeeting. Why is it called yeeting? Because it's the opposite of yoinking. And yoink is grabbing closer, so right. yeet would be throwing away. I think tech, I've heard some people argue that yeeting can also apply to grabbing, but I disagree. No, I agree with you. Yoink and yeet. Yeah. Homer Never Simpson would say, yoink! Yeah, he would definitely say yoink. Yeah, and take a thing. Sure. He wouldn't say yeet! He says no. eat when he throws. Or when he wants to consume food. Sure. He wants to yeet it all up. Yes. Um, so all these things happen in terms of the the hero's journey. They happen. They just suck. 
It's the, it's the lowest common denominator version of those things. That is what I mean by it sucks. Okay. It is. It doesn't tell a story and instead replaces a story with the most amount of lights and sounds and bigger is better mentality. It takes the basic skeleton of a the hero's journey and gives it to you as if the story itself has some sort of, you know, it's got like osteoporosis. It's the it's that version of a skeleton. It's the weakest, most brittle, frail thing. Uh, I'm surprised Sally Field's not in this movie. It, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. The poor woman. Right. But, but so those the uh, so all those things. <laughs> it, it's it's all of the recipes of how to make a movie, uh, the most simple and lowest common denominator way and do it without any sort of meaning or, or value. And I, I'm i not going to apologize to anybody for wanting Star Wars to have meaning and value. Like, Are people asking for your apology? No, but I have had people uh, respond to my interpretation of these new films as if I'm expecting too much. Like, I should give you the it's not Citizen Kane argument? I No, not specifically, but I get the, you know, it's for children or wasn't it fun? And I think... A roller coaster is fun. Sure. I don't go to a roller coaster. I there's I don't go to a roller coaster for a fucking narrative. Right. I if I wanted to go to Disneyland and do that ride in Epcot where you're pretending to be on a sail like uh, like one of those. Uh, Who's floats. the audience surrogate of this roller coaster? Is it the third car? We're a roller coaster. To be oh yes, 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 yes. Understood. Sorry, I. I'm I'm dumb. I, I used to lower it down for me because That's I'm an I'm average sorry. person. Well, because you went to Star Wars. Yes. We'll get you back. Yes. We'll get you back up. Um, Fight and wait. Hibernation sickness. Iota, <laughs> Iota. Someone who loves you. That's not. She she takes it off when she says someone who loves you. All right. No, that's just my Leia impression. A friend. It's me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Give me all the help. He's my brother. Somehow, I've always known. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. This is the. I did. You know, I expected this to go some places. <laughs> I didn't expect this to go here. So. I have a point. You do. Uh, so all of those things are, are making it bad. Like they, they, they are what makes it bad. It's not, again, this is a long way of saying, or trying to justify, it's not opinion when I say it's bad. Mm -hmm. These are the reasons. This is the case against this movie being good. If you enjoyed it, I am so sorry. Because there are parts I can appreciate you enjoying, but if you don't have the capacity, or if you, that's not the right word. If you don't understand what like the basic functions and rules for making a good narrative are, and you can't appreciate them, then I, I would suggest, uh, I, I honestly can't even suggest learning about them because honestly, knowledge makes it worse. Like the more you know, the, wor the more you criticize these things. Mm -hmm. The less you know, the happier you'll be, which is probably why I feel like I get a lot of flack sometimes for this podcast is because like, I, I'm not saying, it sucks, I feel like I'm coming off being like, I'm superior. I'm just saying like, there is... There are reasons behind my criticisms for Harry Potter and and and, and this movie sure. uh, and these movies, and I'm trying to explain them through using evidence and and examples to justify that it's not just me being a raving lunatic. Right. I may be a raving lunatic, but at least I'm educated. 
And when you hear me in a couple of years doing a podcast from the side of the road in old shoes in a in a tattered duster with a bottle of Jim Bean in my <laughs> hand that is maybe full of my urine, you don't know, I don't know, but I'm drinking it and I'll drink it after I urinate it out again. When this happens and I'm still doing a podcast about Star Wars <laughs> by myself into a tin can that's attached to a string that leads to another tin can that a rat smoking a cigarette's listening to. Wow. I'm still going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. World building. You got a picture. I'm starting (laughs) to see pictures, ain't you? And so in the next podcast, we'll have two tin cans and two strings and rats smoking cigars because they're bigger. Cigarellas. Pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Hookahs. God damn it. Uh, Bongs. Blunts. Lucy's. Wait, what? What are we doing? (laughs) I don't know. Give your podcast a J.J. Abrams twist. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what it could be exactly like. And then, as long as there's fucking lens flares and shaky camera, I was gonna ask, are the lens flares still probably? I don't give a fuck. I didn't, I didn't even notice it. They probably are. I just didn't. Hey, I still love Star Trek. I didn't, I famously don't like J.J. Abrams. I like Star Trek. I like okay. So, the thing, okay, very briefly on that subject, I like that movie. I liked, I liked his take on Star Trek. It isn't fucking Star Trek. That's not what Star Trek's about. I can agree with that. Sure. I can agree it's with the, that. It's, sure. it's more like Star Trek's Star Trek The Ride. Again, J.J. Abrams That's makes, a great he, description. He makes visual rides. Sure. If you went to Universal Studio and and paid 15 bucks to sit through a two-hour version of that in your fucking chair shake, it'd probably be way fucking better. That's true. That is what he does. Right. He does that very well. I do not believe he writes well. And I do not think that that kind of shit can sustain most films. Star Trek, his version of Star Trek kind of worked because, again, they essentially distilled their characters down to their basic like elements and were like, uh, we have too many characters to fit into a two-hour show. We can't, Star Trek takes all of its characters, gives them an hour each, multiple times to build characters because right. that's what it fucking does. Two-hour movie doesn't let you do that. So what do you do? You just break them down to their catchphrases and a brief little bit about describing them that you can have be tossed in as an interjection while they're running through corridors. Mm-hmm. And that's how you inform your characters. It's, again, lowest common denominator shit. Ugh, hard to get that out as many times as I had to. Let's call it LCD. That's a different thing. Lowest common denominator. Yeah, but it's also like the TV thing. It's a, I don't want to get it confused. LCDN. It's a l- lowercase yeah, n. It's just, it's not important. I don't need LSD. to simplify it. It's also a different thing that would not no, I just, be as... I just, I just want to take everything you're saying, which is great. I do. But I want to kind of break it down and minimize it and kind of repackage wait, it. Saying, wait, wait, for the common person. For saying, the person who, who, who wants maybe just a little, a quick bite. Yeah. To, I just, just want to go back want... to the thing you said where you said, I, I love everything you're... Uh, what did you say? I, I like everything you're saying. I do. What? <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I'm just agreeing with you. This is good stuff. So... Um, just... that's why this movie sucked there's also other reasons why it sucked and there's plenty of really reasons why it sucked but like I, I don't even know if I got to the full MacGuffin 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 thing so they have to find the dead guy they get the dead guy they find he, that he has a just dagger Seth Dagger yeah right. this, and then they they uh, then they realize that the dagger is useless unless they can get a map to the dagger so then they have to go to a planet to get a guy to, to make C-3PO read the thing that he can't read so that then they can have C-3PO tell them where to go to get the thing that takes them to the other thing. This Basics. is already more complicated than Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, at least, and at least that movie is a fucking treasure hunt, which right. means it's supposed to do that. And again, I'm going to say that because I, I have thought of this already before. 
treasure hunt movies are treasure hunt movies. National Treasure is a pretty good movie. The I haven't seen it. I should, I, I should check it out. It's fun. It's okay. a good movie. Indiana Jones movies are great movies because that's what they are. Star Wars isn't really that. Two-thirds of them are great. I like all three. I, uh, Last Crusade. Are you not even including the fourth one? What fourth one? Yeah. I like the fourth one. Mm, what's that? I liked it. What about the kids show? The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? So you do admit that it exists. I admit there are Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, sure. So it works in Indiana Jones. Star Wars is and should be an entirely different thing. Star Wars should be essentially a wonderful fantasy morality tale that uses elements and tropes from classic Japanese film, Mm -hmm. like samurai films, Mm -hmm. to tell this fantastic story in a way that's compelling and interesting and fun. Mm -hmm. So you take a lot of Arthurian legend, throw in some uh, Akira Kurosawa stuff, and you put it in fucking space and you use modern technology to make it look awesome. And then you have Star Wars. Right. That is what it should be. And we've already kind of had that, but there's more ways. My point is like it's when I say we already have had that, I mean like that's what we I, I want more of. That's what makes the Mandalorian It doesn't have great. to be those specific tropes, but mm. it has to be that kind of respect for different elements. No, I, I don't even mean tropes. I mean tone. Tone, 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 tone. Like, tone. I'm mean, saying it doesn't have to be samurai. Well, I think it does. I oh, think yeah? I, I really do think it kind of has to have a little bit in that because the idea of what the Jedi were were these monks, right? Sure. They're, they're this like, but that's the Jedi. Like, the Star Wars have to encompass those tones forever, or can they explore other tones? Is is more where I'm going? Um, I'm not saying they can't explore other tones. I mean, because I'm a little sick of the Jedi. I don't need more Jedi. But I'm sorry, like like I was like I just I said a second ago, the Mandalorian is good. I watched up through episode five yesterday. Okay. I finished it. Okay. I'll try not to spoil episode anything. Five. Thank you. I watched episode five and it, through episode five, I realized episodes four and five specifically that the, this show is, has a whole lot of Japanese samurai movie tropes in it and, 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 and other things and, and nods Sig- specifically the lone wolf and cub stuff, mm-hmm. which is incredibly well uh, done in, mm-hmm. in Mandalorian. That's very true. It's, it's, it's incredibly well done and it doesn't bother me. Like the idea of, oh, he has a cute baby is a complaint I've heard. Like that's stupid. And I'm like, well, you've never seen Lone Wolf and Cub. You should see Lone Wolf and Cub. I like Lone Wolf and Cub. It's fucking crazy and fantastic. Right. Um, Cuteness is not an element to hate something for. No. Just in and of itself. Well, I think it's mostly that the, it's the, it's the sweet sour. Sure. It's that, that people are like, in visual form, they're frustrated by. But like, there, are, there are situations where something's trying to be cute. This isn't doing that. No, it's just succeeding. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, there's that obvious thing. There is the sort of lone gunslinger, Ronin kind of character that okay. is your main character. Then there's this fucking episode that's literally Seven Samurai. It is the plot of Seven Samurai. Yeah. Without any, like, hiding it. So... When I was watching, I was like, oh, this is a fucking samurai movie. This is, or, or show. This is great. Like, so it has all that. Star Wars, famously influenced heavily by Hidden Fortress. Um, I still haven't seen it, but I've, I remember hearing that, like, that's where Lucas took the R2-D2 C-3PO characters, essentially, is from that movie. Well, and also the storming the castle yeah. plot yeah, yeah. of going to the Death Star. Right. Yeah. This, it's all there. It's, and it's, it's beautifully translated. It's beautifully genre-swapped if you will, and it works. Mm-hmm. But that's the stuff that you have to pay attention to is if, is if the core idea of your narrative works and is fun and enjoyable and it's fucking not in these movies. It is just boring and shitty. It's just taking 
it's like uh, it's like a video game skin. It's like the people who like this movie are the people who are making video games into microtransaction hellscapes, where it's like, oh, I do, I'll take a free game as long as I can pay $35 for special skins so that I can wear a different thing while I do this rote, boring bullshit. Where I, literally, I play Capture the Flag for 18, 20 hours a week, may, minimum, so long that I can dress up as a stormtrooper and do it with, you know, special lights and special sounds. Mm -hmm. It is that, it's the same fucking thing. And it is, it drives me fucking nuts because it's vapid. It's completely valueless. In terms of, again, if you're seeking a narrative, which is why I go to films, is to see a story. Sometimes I don't even want a fucking story. Honestly, I just want a work of art. You ever heard of uh, 24 Frames? This is, it's a Criterion release. It's a movie that's probably unwatchable, but it's basically like, six hours or something way too long of just like 24 I think it's 24 still shots of a, of a, of a landscape essentially of mm -hmm. a scene and it just sits there for like minutes and minutes and minutes and just records it lets whatever happens in front of it happens there's no dialogue as far as I can tell I don't think there's actors it just happens uh, that in and of itself is fine <laughs> Because it's deliberately doing that. Right. It's trying to do that thing. Um, there's plenty of other movies like that that are, are trying to do a thing. And they have a goal and a purpose and they're trying something. This movie is just trying to appeal to the masses with a like Star Wars sticker on a bunch of lights and sounds. That, isn't, that doesn't make a good movie. So... I think I'm mostly done bitching about that shit. Okay. Because, again, uh, they still get to the MacGuffin to MacGuffin to MacGuffin. They, they get the dagger, which leads them to C-3PO getting his brain melted so that he can get them to the triangle cube um, so that they can get to the Emperor. Right. <laughs> that's, that's it. So, I loved the Emperor Palpatine stuff. Really? I thought it was incredible. I thought it was amazing. I fucking loved it. You loved the... Everything about it. Well, specifically what I've heard and what I've heard negatively was the Blofeld Spectre reveal. Did you see Spectre? The the, two, the James Bond movie? Yes. No. Oh. Blofeld, who is a famous James Bond character, comes in and says, I am the reason for everything, every mistake. Every bad guy you fought up until now in your last three Daniel Craig movies were all, I was pulling all the strings. And that's what this Palpatine's doing. And I've heard that as a complaint. You like that? I didn't mind it. Okay. Um, it didn't bother me at all. It, 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 like, I was fine with it. Like, the idea that, like, it was the only part that felt like it was pulling from the mythos of Star Wars that actually worked. Even though it hasn't been set up in the previous two movies, that this has been, like, pulled out of J.J. Abrams' ass I, because he had no way to tie yes, the movies that together. that sucked. I agree that that sucks. Okay. This should have been the arc of all three movies. Sure, sure. If they had been building towards this it would all have been along, great. but it, it felt like throwing darts at the board and one stuck in Palpatine, like, I well, guess. I wonder how much of this, I'll give J.J. some credit. I wonder how much of this was part of what he and the guy who wrote Force Awakens had envisioned. Like, there was no, really no, like, teasing about it in the first couple movies. Right. Or the first movie. The second movie is a complete fucking, like, shark jump. It It's it's baffling to consider that they thought that would be a good follow-up. Um, Which is funny because that's the only one I'm, I'm, I'm remotely interested in seeing I, because of Reed Johnson. Um, the, but the stuff I liked about the Emperor was they bring in cloning mm -hmm. to explain some things. Snoke. Snoke and himself. Oh, he is a clone. I don't know. I, I think I have to watch it again. They hint but at like, it. They hint at it. Okay. 
like there's so many things that are visually represented that aren't really explained that are fascinating. He is in a huge underground amphitheater that is filled with cloaked, chanting, Cthulhu, like Lovecraftian-esque dudes. Figures. Figures. You don't see their faces. You don't see anything. There's thousands of them. They are crazy cool. It is, it is such a perfect Star Wars visual where you're like, I'm overwhelmed. And it's in a good way. Like, I, I don't, this is terrifying for my hero. This character is outnumbered so, so many times that it would, she would just fucking die if they all decided to descend on her. And that presumably they all have force powers, so she could just fucking die. Um, and the reason they're not doing that is because they have to, it's the same thing he was trying to do with Luke in Return of the Jedi, where he wanted Luke to try to kill him or to succeed in killing him so that he could turn Luke. That works even better if you think that that, if you realize that that emperor himself is a clone and the emperor himself who's living on this underground like planet and observing it all through force powers doesn't give a shit if that clone dies because that's the purpose of that clone. That clone is a tool to get Luke to transition. And it, as much as it was a tool to get Darth Vader to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, it, it justifies the entire purpose. Like, like okay, my, my biggest problem with the idea of the Clone Wars as they were realized is that it makes me wonder, why, where are all the clones now? Yeah. Did they stop making clones? Oh, I, I feel like they stopped making clones and people are just enlisted or conscripted. Sure, but did you have to? Like, that technology exists, the capacity it's to do money. it. It costs money. Right, but if you're the fucking emperor who seems to have endless funds, like why wouldn't you continue to still do that? And especially in the, the special editions when they made all the clone voices, the uh, Jango Fett Jango voices, Fett, right. like it certainly seems to imply that that was the vision and the intention. I don't know. I was always really disappointed with it because I went somewhere else. I thought it was you never know who to trust because it could be a clone. Oh. That I, I thought it was going to be a more well, again, subterfuge kind of. I just, it, just that, that's I the same thing, wars. but only with the people who have the capacity to afford it, which the emperor. Well, it just, I just, that's where I thought they were going. Not that they made a, a clone army of one really good dude, and he. Oh was no, there. I think they just did the one dude. No, I know what they did. I'm saying before the Clone you Wars movie ever that. happened, you had hope. That was when, when when she mentioned you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. That's where my little brain Got went, it. and I was like, that sounds amazing. Got it. It'd be like World War Two. Is this guy a spy? Is this guy not a spy? Is he a clone? Is he blah? And then I got, oh, stormtroopers. All stormtroopers are clones. Right. Whoop the shit. Right. Agree. That would that's an interesting cool. I love hearing that story because it's it reminds me of what's fun about Star Wars is when you would fill in the blank yourselves or yourself and have the enjoyment of being like, what if what if this? It sparks imagination. Sure. It's fantastic. Uh, it I. That's exactly it. And that's what those prequels did. They took away your imagination. They just spark. filled in all the blanks when they didn't need to. That's what with, f- with cheap, flavorless caulk. And that's what Mandalorian doesn't do. Right. Is it just continues to build on the basic principles of what was laid out. Mm-hmm. And like it plays in the world without over-explaining the world. Which the prequels did poorly. These movies do poorly. We don't need Metachlorians. We don't need everyone we've ever cared about to be a descendant of Palpatine because Palpatine manipulated everything going back thousands of years because he's probably been alive that long. Right. We don't need that. No. That's, that cheapens everything. Mm-hmm. So, so many things to talk about. I'm so sorry. The, <laughs> That's uh, fine. The, uh, so I loved the visuals of that sequence. I was sitting there watching it going, this is the first part of the movie I've enjoyed. Like, I was like, I actually, the end of the movie, I'm like, this is great. This whole section here where he's like hanging down off of some sort of like, uh, H.R. Giger-esque, like, contraption that's, like, looks like it might be penetrating his spine and keeping him aloft, like, like, Mojo mm-hmm. from the X-Men, mm-hmm. like, just looking crazy. It, it was, it was so great, and his, like, hands were all old and broken, and then he, like, sucks their force life out of them, 
and then heals when he sucks their force powers or whatever it is out of them, whatever he does. And then he still has to try to get, like, and then this is the moment where, like, you realize, oh, maybe the other emperor was a clone. Maybe it's still this one guy. But regardless, he's still trying to get Ray to kill him. He's still trying, like, he still wants that. Like, he knows that, like, for some reason he needs, he, he needs the youth of his seed that flows through her because she's his granddaughter to, uh, make to cross the threshold that he also crossed so that he knows that it will continue beyond him that all the evil in him will flow into her and she'll be full of thousands and thousands upon thousands of sith i guess um it's so there are stakes here finally are sith just evil metachlorians is that what the sith is no i think sith are just evil metachlorians are blue and sith are red <laughs> there's little red things in your cells i think no he he mentions that he's like it's like uh it's the thing they kept saying in the last movie about a thousand generations live in you now. It's this idea of now that there are so few Jedi and Sith that they all, all the, all of their existence in the force still, because all their consciousness are still floating around and bouncing around out in the ether of existence. They are all, the only place they have to channel is through you essentially. No, thanks. There's so much in it that is so stupid because it, it still doesn't, it doesn't answer the question about what are all those weird little baby Jedis in the end of last Jedi. Right. Like at the end of Last Jedi, there's this very deliberate notion of like, oh, look, there's there's kids who have force powers and can easily use them without any training, and nobody ever goes like, what the shit was that? <sighs> it's so it's bad. Another... And they don't ever talk about that. They don't ever go back and answer that. So, but this sequence was great. I loved it. I loved the whole thing. I loved the lightning in the sky. I loved the weird strobe light effect. I loved the like. The, it looks so great. It looked like Zardoz in a way where like they show up and they like she lands and there's this big floating pyramid. This huge, it looks like like a mix of like Zardoz and uh, the kind of art design you'd see in Blade Runner where it's just like huge shit. So much bigger than you could comprehend like stuff. And it's just floating there and she walks under it and she, and then it's not even the thing she needs to get in. She needs to get under it. She flows down to like the mines of Moria and that are, full of enormous stories after story after story, tall statues of Emperor Palpatine that are carved out of rock. And they look fucking terrifying and amazing. And it's great. And you're like, this is fucking weird. And then she like finds her way to him while she like also looks around and realizes a bunch of chanting cloaked monks like just being terrifying around her and chanting some crazy shit. And then there's this crazy throne that he walks on again, kind of like Mojo, or, or like it looks like he's doing that. It's, it's just, it was so much fun. And mm -hmm. I was like, I hope he kills her. I was like, I hope he kills her. <laughs> I hope he kills everyone. That's where I, if this ends this way, I will be so happy with the entire bullshit that we've gone through to get the evil side to just fucking win. Oh God, I wish. <laughs> I wish so badly that it happened. It would have been such great vindication. I would have been like, yeah, fuck it. Burn it to the ground. End it all. <sighs> so, um, I know there was a couple other things I was going to mention about it being just bad. Um, the, uh, Oh, the, so a big part of the arc of the first three movies is this idea of, uh, it's, it's very Terminator mm -hmm. in the sense of, like, well, it didn't take it from this, but it's the same sort of idea. Like, uh, there's no fate but what you make, right? Mm -hmm. Terminator 2. Right. Um, it's a lot like that through the first Star Wars movie. The idea is that the, the moral lesson it's trying to impart upon its audience is you, can, you, you have a lot of potential as a young person, and you're going to be tempted by less than pure things and... and, and dangerous potentially things that could hurt you and hurt others and more than likely you're gonna take those options but there is a better way that's more helpful and nicer for other people that you can live 
And you should consider that that's a, a better, more wholesome, more like wholesome sounds. It's 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 a uh, moralizing. I mean, like there's a way where you can live in harmony with everyone okay. that makes everyone happier, and and it provides a net good for everyone. And no matter how bad you feel like you've gone in the opposite direction of indulging greed or violence or any of the other sins that Darth Vader uh, exemplifies, you can always come back because it's just a choice. It's right. just a matter of taking your own fate into your own hands and, and making a choice of saying, no, I want to be a person that is going to try not to moralize and say better because it's too simplified. But it's just like, I want to be... I can understand what you mean. I want to be a person who contributes to the overall good of the world. And that could be argued to be better than you were. Sure. Uh, but my point is, it's not just a moral argument. Sure. It's a, it's, a, it's a philosophical argument. Sure. That is the deeper part of what Star Wars had and continued through three films. Because you have a character that essentially has to go through training to learn how to be a good person. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, metaphorically a good person. Sure. And then is tempted, learns that his father wasn't a, was a good person too, and he fell to being a self-indulgent, violent man. And he sees that possibility in himself. He doesn't want to be that. And so it's this struggle of, not only does, does the main character have to struggle against not becoming his father himself, but then decides he's going to also try to convert his father back and heal those wounds that his father suffers. And he has to realize that it's not as easy as just being hopeful. You can't just want it. You have to, like show that person the way and Luke does he he does not kill the Emperor he shows Vader like no I'm done I'm not fighting anymore if this is what it means for you to win then I'm gonna lose and I'm gonna be okay with it and Luke has to look at or, and then the Emperor says fuck you I can't believe you beat me I'm gonna kill you for that and then Vader has to look at like which one do I want to be more like do I want to <laughs> be like the one who's killing a child essentially or be or be the person who saves the child and saves children and he makes that decision after 50 years or whatever it is of, of having suffered and, and been tortured and, and pained through his whole life and this experience. And he he does it and he does it even knowing that it will kill him or, or re realizing at the end that it, it has killed him. Mm -hmm. the, 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 that making the right move to be a decent and good person at the end, even if it's the last thing you do, is still worthwhile because it's so much better than living a horrible like If he lived a long, horrible life sustained by robotics and, and unnatural means to keep him alive because his horrible lifestyle and choices have caused him to be wretched and, and weak. It's a, that's a worse life to live mm -hmm. than the life of someone who's more altruistic and helpful and caring. And he makes that sacrifice. It is a triumph. It is so well done. It's such a basic story. It really, it really is. But it's so well crafted and cared for over three fucking movies even if you want to remind everyone Ewoks suck. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do. But like this whole thing still happens. And it's it, it's beautiful. These movies, There's no way I could make an argument that these movies have any of that. The only thing after seeing this movie that, I, that occurred to me was that I might need to rewatch The Last Jedi because it might be a sort of unintentional... Maybe it was intentional. I don't know how meta fucking Ryan Johnson is. He seems like a good storyteller, but like... I don't know how fucking transcendent he is because it's like I was thinking about that movie after watching this one and I thought, you know, maybe the thing about that movie that's so, that actually is amazing and great is that Luke in the beginning and through the end, he does go through a journey that's a lot like what I've had to go through with these new movies. The idea is that Luke doesn't like Star Wars anymore, essentially. Like he, he has been 
dissatisfied with how much Star Wars he's gotten up to this point in his life. He st- I thought it was great in the beginning. Then he had this period of trying to relive the glory days, mm-hmm. like like the prequels, and he fuck it didn't work out. It sucked. He hated it. And now he's in. He's back in this. He's reliving Star Wars again by having to deal with Jedi. And he's like, I don't fucking want to. This isn't the Star Wars I like. Is essentially his argument in in Last Jedi. He's like, I didn't like Force Awakens. Essentially, the metaphor. I think I, I'm insisting that I'm seeing. Right. I didn't like Force Awakens. I'm out. I don't want to play Star Wars anymore. I just want to hang out and just be a fucking hermit and just do none of it. And then Star Wars keeps coming back and saying, We're still here. We're still here. Maybe maybe we're not what you want. Maybe we're not what you thought you deserved as a Star Wars fan, Luke, but it's all you're getting. (laughs) And you can either be an obstinate old curmudgeon who doesn't enjoy it for what it is, or you can like just accept it and try to just relax and say, yeah, it's not what I used to love and not, it's not the thing I love, but it's all I get. So I guess I just, it doesn't deserve the amount of hope. It doesn't deserve to be, treated as well as the other stuff but it, it just is it is here now you can't right. get rid of it so I'd be interested in watching it now that I've seen Knives Out um, yeah but even post I don't think you're gonna I, it's nothing like it it's just no it's, no I know I mean, but it is it is it is okay um, so but in that sense I think I need to rewatch it and have and like watch it from that point of view I'm because saying, I would rewatch it with you Oh, okay. Even though I've not rewatched it ever. Right. You would watch it while I rewatch it. Yes. Um, the, uh, there's a moment... With no in, context but for me. But the thing is, in that movie, in this, in this metaphor, there's a moment in that movie where it, it does become Star Wars again. Sure. There's a moment where when Luke is... He's burned down the ancient tree that holds the ancient Jedi text. You know, these symbolic objects of previous stories. Sure. He burns them to the ground because he's like, they don't fuck him I'm done with it and then ghost spirit Yoda shows up and he's a fucking Muppet puppet <laughs> it's a real puppet on set with Mark Hamill and in that moment much like the Palpatine scene in this new movie I was like this is Star Wars it's back we're here finally it's taken like two hours to get to this brief scene that is gorgeous mm-hmm. because it's Mark Hamill it's Luke fucking Skywalker hanging out with Yoda and talking with him and acting, like actually acting as as that character, which he he sort of was the rest of the movie, but he's doing it. He's Mark Hamill's so good at acting <laughs> as this character. He just even through the whole movie, he's just so indignant. He's just so sp- spiteful at being there. Like he just hates seeing Rey. He hates being in Star Wars, and he nails it. And then Yoda shows up and he just falls back into this is what I've been missing. I missed you, Yoda. He doesn't say that, but it's sure. it's that. That's how he acts. And right. he's like, it's like you're right back in 1982 or whatever. And it's just like, oh my God, this is so fantastic. <laughs> and and I and the other thing about it for me is like, I know Frank Oz is there, you know? Like I know he's under that stage with his fucking hand in a puppet. <laughs> like, and he's he's acting, he's doing this thing. And it's it's magical. It is exactly what I wanted. And it's so brief. But like after watching this movie and reflecting on that aspect of the narrative of The Last Jedi, I, 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 like I said, I kind of have this new appreciation for a... I don't know if it was deliberate or intentional. Sure. I feel like it might have been sure. because Ryan Johnson is a bit of a, a crazy person and he has good ideas, I yep. guess. And he might be way more cerebral than people can handle. Right. That like It might be amazing in that sense. 
but there's also so much else about it that sucks. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we should stop talking about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> it, what are we at here? It is... Holy cow! It is... Uh, is that really one hour and 21 minutes? <laughs> so awesome! I told you I had a lot to say. That's <laughs> so good! About this. <laughs> I'm so happy. I pretty much didn't stop. It was, it was a pretty constant stream. I know, but it was glorious. great. It was glorious. Um, I'm sure there's a couple more things. I, 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 there's a few more things I need to talk about. <laughs> there are. Um, the, the Carrie Fisher stuff was boring. Right. Um, it meant nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think if it was my choice, I just would have killed her off in the opening crawl. I would have killed her off in the crawl. Just... Be okay with it. Like, you're not going to get more Carrie Fisher. She died before filming started. Right. Like, you can't have her. Right. All that they have are, are cut scenes from the other movies. And then they put him in this movie and dressed her up in a new suit or whatever. And they have to Never find... underestimate a droid. They have to... Exactly. They, they have to find ways to write in the dialogue she'd already spoken. Right. To fit a new narrative. That's the wrong way to do it. Absolutely. That's not respectful to the actress or her memory. Write her off. Princess Leia dies. If that was the opening line of the crawl, Princess Leia is dead. I would have been like, probably not, maybe less, maybe more tactful than that. But like something. Um, it would have been fine. I, I didn't need Palpatine to come back. I, it's the one part of the film I enjoyed, but I didn't need it. Right. Um, the, uh, so there's that aspect of it. I feel like, I feel like they, the people who made this movie felt like they had to pay respect to her in these ways. And they really hamstrung themselves by like trying to push that as a thing they needed to include as opposed to every fucking thing else. Um, and it's just, it does not work. It just doesn't fucking work. Um, the, uh, there's characters from Last Jedi, like the the Rose thing that gets totally sidelined. Uh, I don't know. You didn't see that movie. So, like, but there's a character. No, I, I know. I know. Right. I know about. Yeah. Michelle Tran. Something I think like that's that. her name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't care about that character in the last movie. I She's not a bad actress. Not. A, I wouldn't. I'm not even trying to say anything like that. I just. It's, again, the thing where it's like, there's already, for me, too many characters already. Too many new characters. I don't care about them. I want my old characters back. Sure. I want to see those characters do something have those old characters and introduce a couple new ones like Lando Calrissian that's fine that's exactly a fun and fine way to do this slowly introduce new people Wedge Antilles not really anything in the first movie I don't even know if he was there he's definitely he was there. he's present in the second movie pretty strongly mm -hmm. it has his own moments he's he you build your stable of characters Lando Calrissian shows up the next in the second movie he's there in the third one there it, it's like it builds these background characters and that's fun uh this movie just, these three movies just fucking punch you in the face with new characters and they say, why don't you like this? And it just sucks. So I don't, I didn't care. I didn't miss Rose. I didn't care. I already had too many new characters that I never got to like in the first place that right. I had, had to follow around. Um, the, uh, the lesbian kiss bothered me. Lesbian kiss. Yeah, there's a lesbian, there's a big fucking hubbub about the lesbian kiss. Um, at the end of the movie, there's uh, the, the new, newest one. Newest one. At the end of the movie, there's a sequence where they're all celebrating, they're all getting excited and... There's a general, a rebellion general who, a uh, rebel general who runs into the crowd and grabs a woman and they kiss. It's very brief. It's a fucking, like, out of focus or whatever. It just, it happens. Inclusion. Exactly. It's inclusion for inclusion's sake. But it's, but it's, but see, here's my problem. It's, it seems so calculated. Sure. To me, it sounds like, calculated. It's so calculated. I mean, this is not a character who's had really any screen time, right? She's had, I think, one line earlier. Maybe, I think she was in the other movie a little bit. Is this Billy Lord? Carrie Fisher's daughter? Yeah. No. 
Um, no. This is a, a character, an actress and a character who was in the other one who I don't know her name. I don't remember anything about her. I just really. know she was in the other one. Yeah. I think she's briefly in this one, maybe. No, I'm saying but Lord was in the other one. I agree. Oh, okay. She's also in this one. Okay, I, I'm with you now. I'm with you. We're good. Um, the uh, But this lesbian kiss thing is just like, it feels like the kind of thing where, where Disney, having observed Disney push Marvel into being more inclusive in their print and then pushing their Marvel movies to be more more... Uh, female-centered and things like that, which I don't have a problem with, but watching them, watching the company as a whole start to push towards things like, what demos have we not represented? I.e., what demos have we not mined for money? Right. What, where can we exploit inclusion to, get, to reach new demos to get their money? That is evil, in a way. At least it's not, it's not just altruism. Okay. Like, everyone needs to remember these are brands, these are companies, their purpose is to take your money, and they succeed. Uh, sometimes they do it by, by pretending that they're these bastions for civil and social justice. Because that sells. <laughs> it works. So that's what this looked like. If Disney had wanted to truly be groundbreaking and truly push the envelope in a way that would have been inclusive and representative and groundbreaking, they would have made Poe and Finn lovers. Which I wanted that. I've never I seen these movies. That, I was I, I was so shipping. I wanted that so bad in the in the, at the end of the first movie, mm -hmm. and then they introduce Rose. I think that's my main reason why I don't like Rose is because she negates the possibility, or at least it sort of takes up the time where that romance could have been explored. Sure, 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 sure. In a way that I didn't. It is just wasteful. I just didn't like it. I didn't make. Didn't enjoy it, and it felt like it took away a, an avenue of in, something I thought would have been fun and interesting. Uh, if they had done that and made those characters kiss, oh man. That would have been something. that, And they made it a big part of the story. Like, oh, it would have been so exhilarating and fun to watch. This felt like a trite slap in the face. Like, yeah, take that. And you like it. Tell us about how great we are. Give us all the positive press you want, Glad. Like, I don't know if Glad did. <laughs> no, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, though. Yeah, it, it just, it's, it feels like. I, I've seen articles saying I didn't know what it was. But I've seen articles or I've heard people, podcasts, whatever, talking about how it wasn't enough. How it, it was, seemed exactly yeah, like what it, you're it's, talking it's, about. It's pandering. They didn't, they didn't go into specifics, so I thought it was just a flirtatious look between no, two it's characters. Too, but... It's a smooch. Okay. But it's, it's garbage. Uh, I didn't even get into the other thing in this movie where like Poe has a love interest briefly who's fucking Carrie Russell, apparently, but you never see her face, so who gives a shit? Oh, I heard Carrie Russell's in the movie. No, I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she's in the movie. I couldn't tell you. Could have been anyone behind that mask. Could, like like Anthony Daniels. Sorry, dude, you don't need to be in the suit. Like anybody could do that. Um, it's the same thing. That her character could have been literally anyone, except that it had to be there so that you can make sure that Poe's not gay. And you can be like, oh, he likes he likes sex with ladies, huh? That's awesome. I also like sex with ladies. <laughs> I think the people who like these movies and who these movies are built for are like Dax Shepard in Idiocracy. They're just like, oh, I like sex. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like sex. It's like that. Like Beavis and Butthead. They're fucking worthless. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally out. And it, it just, it infuriates me because I, it feels like it's transparent to me. Sure. So, um, all that shit, it just is all fucking shit and garbage. Um, Lando Calrissian's in this movie. It's fine, but he should have died. Like, I look at it like this. They shouldn't have killed Han Solo because Harrison Ford can still act and can still fucking move. They shouldn't have killed, like, Mark Hamill's character because he can still act and he can still fucking move. Unfortunately, Carrie Fisher really died. Right. So you, 
you kind of fucked up and didn't kill her the right way. Because if anything, that would be the most, that would be the best option. Lando, shoving him in this movie is seem, seems so stupid because he, because Billy Dee Williams physically cannot move. Like, he has to have a cane, he has to sit. All the shots he's in the movie are he's either kind of standing and leaning or he's sitting. And I'm not trying to elder shame or anything like that or ability shame or mobility shame. I'm saying, these are your constraints. It's great to have him in the movie. You know what would have been really great is if his character died. If his character actually died somehow and, like, did it heroically. Like, let's say he, uh, he's got to blow up another Death Star or something like that, right? He's got to do something heroic like that in a spaceship. Sure. Not in the Falcon, because the Falcon needs to survive. Sure. But some other ship, let's say Ray's flying the Falcon with Chewie. Nia Nub and Lando get in another ship, and they're like, fuck yeah, you know, ride, ride or die, bitch. And they just, like, fly out there and do some crazy shit in a different ship. Could be a ship we already know that's never been in, like, the movies, like the Outrider. Who knows? That would be cool. Um, but they go out... And then they go out in a blaze of glory. Like the, maybe, what if like the the uh, the Falcon's about to get blown up, and and then and knowing the, the events from Solo, Lando's like, no, I literally am in love with that ship. <laughs> that ship cannot die. Which is the whole reason I want to see Solo now. Oh, you haven't even seen Solo? No. It's so good. Is it okay? You're I the only person to say it. that. But after Fleabag, I love Phoebe Waller Bridge so much. She's the droid. And I've heard about the Lando droid thing and then just 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 what's his name young lando can't think of it donald glover donald glover and phoebe waller bridges um charisma whenever they're together because they're always doing shit together because of that movie i'm like i want to see this movie now i am so angry that (laughs) star wars fans decided to boycott that movie and make a hubbub about that movie because that movie is the best one in the last 10 years okay it is, that is a great review. It Nobody is, said, everyone, everyone, people I know who like Star Wars, I've, I'm like, how is it? And they're like, eh. It's fucking incredible. Okay. It's so good. It is, it's exactly what Star Wars should be. <laughs> it doesn't try to over explain things. It does a little bit too sure, much. Sure. There's a couple moments where you're like, unnecessary. Sure. It's, it's a, it like, uh, it's like getting licked by a cat where you're like, eh, <laughs> I don't really enjoy this right now, but whatever, it's fine. Like when they overexplain how his last name comes about, when they mm. when they force in this love story that doesn't really make any sense and seems to imply that there's going to be more, sure. but like doesn't, it's really unsatisfying. Um, there's other couple things like that, but overall, it's fucking great. But still, that's I mean, that sounds like the opposite of like, oh, the movie sucked, but you should see it because of these moments um, where you're just sitting there fast forwarding. Yeah, I think that there's this that movie. The tough one about that one is that we'll never actually get to see the Lauren Miller cut. Is that what they're called Lord Miller? Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Yeah, those like. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm with you. Because they were originally writing, directing it, and then Disney really didn't like what they did, I guess. And they fired them and brought in. Which is starting to sound like it just wasn't lowest common denominator enough. Agreed. That's how I feel. And it is very lowest common denominator, but it's also, it has a fucking plot you can follow (laughs) that means something. The characters all have arcs. Sure. Things happen that are reverent to the source material in the right way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't try to make things too much bigger and better. It just, it just, it just works. Um... Yeah, we gotta watch that movie, dude. Like, if you haven't seen that one, I know you don't like 3D, but I have it for 3D. I'll watch it with you. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I, I, I was so angry at, that people boycotted that movie and got pissy about it. Because, like, some of the Star Wars nerds I know who got pissy and, like, boycotted it saw it later and they were like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> like, it was better than it, I thought. The loud people. Yeah. Um, so, 
if that sequence happens where Lando saves the Falcon and sacrifices himself for it, it would have been so great. Lando survives the end of this fucking movie for no good reason. Like, of all the people that they needed to kill off, like, I mean, not needed, but like could have, and it, like from the previous series to give it some oomph, kill off Billy D. Williams. Like, it, it's it's inconsequential. You are literally, you already have um, uh, Carl Weathers right. in Star Wars now. Mm -hmm. You got the better Billy D. Williams already in Star <laughs> Wars. Like, just fucking, like, Ride that. Right. I'm sure I could go on for another two hours. But we, should, we should stop. I'm gonna. We're gonna stop and start our actual. I'm actually podcast. gonna stop. Okay. And make it a new record. Check, check, check. I think we're good. I think everything's back to normal. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna pick up talking about Star Wars. <laughs> if, if this, so close. If this paused and we had a, I don't know how this is gonna be edited, but we're back just... to talking about Star Wars. So I mentioned that thing about uh, Palpatine being. Uh, and did I mention the thing about Palpatine being Anakin's father? Did I mention that earlier? No. So Palpatine's Anakin's father, right? That's that's confirmed in this, or are you um, talking about just because he implied that he was behind that. the Force conception? Yeah, that. Okay. Uh, I I need to rewatch that sequence uh, in that movie specifically because of this theory, but uh, it's either him or Darth Plagueis the Wise were right. a part of making Anakin. But the new thing in this movie makes it seem like. Palpatine probably handled dealing with Darth, killing Darth Plagueis many, many years before the Anakin uh, conception occurred. Right. So if if Palpatine is indeed okay, I should I should start in a different spot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the big reveal in this movie is that Palpatine is Ray's grandfather. Right. So the thing that people have brought up to me about this is this idea of like oh, that's gross. It means Palpatine had sex. Who would he have sex with? He's a cr crusty old man. She's like what, seventeen? So seventeen years ago, he had sex. He's still like, old, like. Well, that would be father, not grandfather. Oh, right, I'm sorry, grandfather. So at the time of Return of the Jedi, he was banging, and made a baby, and then that baby like eventually became a parent. Also, mm -hmm. who's banging Emperor Palpatine? Okay, here's my point. I don't think anybody, because we if if we already know that he can force conceive something, why couldn't he force conceive another child that makes children? that eventually he talks to. It's actually not that crazy. It's literally what he did with Luke Skywalker, is my point. If he is Vader's father, then that means he's Luke's grandfather. And if that's the case, then it's the same parental relationship he has with Rey as Luke did. So they're actually cousins, which means that the weird fucking kiss at the end between Ben Solo and Rey is another return to Star Wars incest. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it coming <laughs> nope <laughs> no you didn't but that's what it would be sure it would be forbidden Star Wars love of uh, of cousins mm -hmm. doing a little smooching and this time they know they're cousins well I, I guess maybe they know they, I guess nobody knows that, that Palpatine created Vader so nobody really knows they don't know that um, so you're saying that in the Star Wars universe there are no Aliens, they're just all horribly mutated byproducts of incest because it's so prevalent in the I, Star Wars I universe. I didn't say that. I think yeah. you're saying that. You get, you get your Twi'leks, your squid heads, your, your devil men, your, your Greedos, Wolfman. your Wolfman, Wolfman Jack. He was, he was in fucking, he was in American Graffiti as well. No, I'm not saying that. You're saying that, and that's fine. Dude, um, that's what you said. I was just saying that they were kissing cousins. Right. And then he dissipated into nothingness. Uh, and then they had squid babies. 
No. No, they didn't. Oh, and in the very end, the very, very end of the movie, where, like, Ray takes the two lightsabers and she puts them in the, she puts them in the sand at the Lars homestead, which somehow she knows how to find. And it's still standing. And it's still standing and nobody, she, nobody tells her about it. Like, she just goes there. There's not even a sequence where she's like, oh, the force told me, go to Tatooine in the Dune Sea and find this homestead. That's where Luke grew up, and he loved it there so much. Right. He, he fucking was, hated it. I thought it was famously loved it, but... What? No, yeah, because he always liked being there and working with his uncle and not going off to... No, he hated academy. it. It's the opposite. He, oh, right. He wanted to go to... The, he really, really wanted to go to the academy. He whined about it a lot. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I don't want to go to the academy this year. Can I stay on one more season? It's a whole other year. That's all. You'll waste time with your friends later. Luke? Tell Uncle, we need one that speaks bocce. I don't know if there's much choice, but I'll remind him. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, I think that's the end of the Star Wars talk. The point of all that was to get to the point about explaining the incest. Okay. Now. Hey, okay, well, we can do Prairie Potter. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>